Hey, welcome to my first podcast. Before I tell you how I lost my client's Facebook page twice, let me give you the story of how it all happened. I'm Bas, a student at Mahidon University International College, and I'm here to share you my entire experience of my thesis project. Welcome to Thesis Diary Podcast. I hope you will learn something from my story and experience. And if not, I hope you can just enjoy my roller coaster of a ride journey. Okay, so first and foremost, what you have to know is that this podcast you're listening to right now is not my entire thesis project. This is just a part of my thesis project. My actual thesis project is running the Facebook page of a home cleaning service company in Thailand as the digital marketer, as the Facebook page manager, and as a content creator. So I did that for two trimesters, and for this last tri- trimester, I decided that I needed to create this podcast to share my experience with you all. So let me tell you a little bit more about the company I worked for. So for confidentiality's sake, I will not review their name, of course. But what I can tell you is they are pretty big in Thailand. I work for the child company who cleans homes and condos in Bangkok. But the parent company is specialized in commercial cleaning for department stores like Central, Robinson, HomePro, and Big C. They also clean for real estate developers that you might be familiar with, such as Lannan Home and Sansuri. They also clean for fitness centers like Fitness First. So for all you gym goers out there, now you know who cleans your workout machines and dumbbells. Okay, so a disclaimer before we begin. I want you to know that I'm no expert in this field and you may disagree with some of the things I say, but this is my true and honest experience from doing my thesis project. So what is it like running a Facebook page? Well, there's actually more to it than you think. People often say, oh, you just post on Facebook, that's easy. Facebook is like a leisure activity, endless scrolling to catch up on news, friends, and family. But think of it this way. Whatever content you see on Facebook, it doesn't magically appear there. There's someone behind it, coming up with the ideas and doing the graphic and visual works. As I am the Facebook page manager for my client, I'm also the content creator. I'm responsible for coming up with the content, doing the graphical work, and of course, scheduling the time to post. And for the marketing side, I run Facebook advertisements for the cleaning promotions they have and other audience targeting advertisements to help grow their number of followers. But I have to tell you this, everything I did was a real challenge for me. As a student who has not worked a real job, Coming into this project and running a page for four months was tough, I'm not gonna lie. I pitched to them my marketing plan, but after running the campaign, things don't always go to plan, and I had to adapt and change as I went. But I like to think that running a digital marketing campaign is like running a marathon. You have to be consistently producing content and making changes as you go. However, with all that being said, this experience was a real valuable learning experience for me. I cannot be more than grateful for this opportunity. Now, moving on to what I learned from doing this project. Coming up with content ideas to post every single day is not easy, but I discovered a secret sauce for making content, basically. There are three elements you must have in a content. One, entertainment value. Two, 
information value and three your message the message you want to communicate so i'm going to explain it in simple terms so what is entertainment value people go to facebook for entertainment so if your content doesn't entertain them then most likely they're not gonna read it. Entertainment can come in the form of being funny or lighthearted or anything you can think of when you feel entertained. Now for information value, it's just the information they're looking for or the information they want to know. For example, if you want, if they want to know about the current events and your content can provide that while at the same time being entertaining, then they will definitely read your content. And lastly, your message. You can have the two I previously mentioned, but at the same time, don't forget that you also need to communicate what you want to say. It's like meeting halfway. You entertain them, give them information they want to hear, and also say what you want to say. That is pretty much it for the secret sauce. I have to give credit to my thesis project advisor for this. He was the one who taught me this. Thank you. But all that being said, it's not easy for your content to have all these elements. Even I cannot do it on a consistent basis, but I keep trying and learning how to get it all down in every piece of content I make. Now, moving on to creating trendy content. So I took my own secret recipe for making content and I tried implementing it into my work. During my project, I looked at trends, tried to make content related to those trends. One example I can give you is uh, the movie How to Ting, or in English, it's called Happy Old Year. They were giving out graphic templates and elements to make a parody of their poster. At the time, people were creating many parodies and versions of the movie poster. So I gave it a try and it worked quite well. I took a photograph and had the employees of the cleaning company stand just like the original poster. And also, as the movie was related to decluttering and cleaning, I also wrote a blog to go with my parody poster, a blog about decluttering your home for the new year. And overall, I think the post did quite well. People were sharing it and it was a lighthearted content filled with tips of decluttering. Although it was a trending topic. I did notice that my blog was too long for a Facebook post. So for my other blogs, I tried to write less. I think the most important part of running a digital marketing campaign is to try and adapt as you go because you can never know what will work or not work unless you try. But what I later on learn and find out is trending topics don't always favor you. This leads to the question you all want to know. How did I lose my client's Facebook page twice? So here's how it went down. I woke up one morning, got out of bed, and checked on my page. I couldn't find my page anywhere. It just disappeared. It wasn't in the left sidebar where you, where you would normally find and get quick access to the pages you own. I checked my Facebook profile as I usually share my content from my page on my profile. There was nothing there. Then I remembered that I had the URL link of the page, so I entered it and it said, page not found. This page isn't available. The link you follow may be broken 
or the page may have been removed. I was in shock. All my work, years, not years, months of work, were gone. I got in contact with Facebook and tried to reassure my client that I would do everything I can to get it back. I checked the page's notification and email, but we didn't find any warning or any kind of statement saying why our page got shut down. So all I could do was submit a page appeal to Facebook. I would then follow up on this, on this, on my appeal case with Facebook every day through the Facebook business support chat. The Facebook representative would tell me that the appeal is in the process and they cannot give me an exact time and date of when it would be finished. I followed up with them for nearly one and a half months every single day and I would get the same answer that it's still in the process. Till this day, after four months has passed, I still have not yet received an answer from them telling how my page got shut down. Now, from our speculation, our as in myself and the client, we speculate that the reason why our page got shut down could be because of the content we created during the coronavirus. At the time, it was the start of COVID-19. COVID-19 was a trending topic, so I made content about it, like objects uh, in your home you should disinfect, something along those lines. And at the same time, the company was also launching a new service. It was called a disinfectant spraying service. So we ran Facebook advertisements for my content and the new service. However, on March the 17th, 2020, the day the page got shut down, my client sent me an article by The Verge that was published on the very same day of my page incident. Let me read you the title. Facebook was marking legitimate news articles about the coronavirus as a spam due to a software bug. So basically, the Facebook algorithm's anti-spam system was taking down Facebook posts about coronavirus. A person from Facebook also came out on Twitter and said that it's a bug that we're that they're working on it. So from our speculation, we think that this could be one of the reasons why our page got shut down, because the news the news article came out a few hours after our page got shut down, and that's basically the whole story of how how it all happened. And for the other second page that got shut down, I will not go into details, but. It's a similar case. This story might not have a happy ending, but this is the true journey that I went through. And like I said, this, this experience was a real valuable learning experience for me. I cannot be more than grateful for this opportunity to work for this company and to do, my, to do it as my thesis project. I never expected something like this at the start of my thesis project, of course, <laughs> but so that's that's why I created this podcast. I wanted to turn this misfortunate event into a learning experience for myself and for other people too. For all you, for everyone that's listening, I hope my story can somehow be helpful to you. Thank you for listening and goodbye.